Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Callahan. Happy and excited to be talking to Stephen Kuhn today. He is a U.S. military combat veteran, best-selling author. He was a bodyguard to rock stars. He's ran international organizations. He's managed musicians. He's launched products. He's a public speaker. He's a great guy. Welcome to the show today, Steve. Hey, thank you so much. Really, really uh, honored to be here. It's, cool. a, it's a different show for sure. It's a, it's a different show for me for sure. So it's really exciting to be on a show where I can actually talk about different things than I usually talk about. Yeah. So <laughs> just for everybody out there, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about uh, what Steven does with some product launches, some success he's had with a company called Laybag. And then uh, maybe get into kind of some little personal development, actually help you out with some stress and anxiety you might be having in your life, give you some tips and tools for that. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, give us, give us a little bit of background kind of on yourself um, and kind of how you got to the point you're at now and maybe with layback in relation to layback. In know, relation to layback. Okay. Yeah. Well, for me, it was, um, it was a surprise because I had just um, uh, ended a contract. So I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a freelancer, entrepreneur, have my own business, do my own thing. I don't really, I haven't worked in corporations for a good long time. Uh, so about 15 years I've been working with corporations or with private um, owner operators that, uh, uh, you know, need help scaling their business. I do turnarounds and, and, and uh, sort of startups and turnarounds. And Layback, it was a company I saw on Facebook. I saw a buddy of mine on Facebook said, hey, uh, we need a sales guy. That's all he wrote. And I was ending a contract and I knew he was very successful, what he did. And I, I wrote, I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he said, oh, my God, you're perfect. Can you come and see us? I'm like, okay. And so they paid me to fly to Berlin and I went to Berlin and they had this layback. I'm like, look, I've never done this before, but I know people. So I know that I can work with people. Uh, he's like, all right, just, just do it. I'm like, all right. So um, I, I did a deal with them and three months, not, not even three months, two months later, I landed my first, landed my first deal for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we were marketing on Facebook, doing about five, uh, between three and 5,000 units a day on Facebook ads. Selling about selling, actually that selling, Yes. But we spend, you got to realize on ads, we were spending about 150 K a week oh. on just on Facebook ads. Yeah. So, you know, but we were selling them for, you know, I can tell you now we we're selling for $79 and back then they were costing us, you know, just at 10. So even with the shipping and the air freight, instead of, you know, the, the cargo freight and everything else, we were still making a, a good amount of money with all and this was, stuff. And was this just in Europe that you were selling them or were you in the No, United that was, that was worldwide. The two biggest markets are America and Japan, okay. um, basically for anything online. Actually, you know, what's funny is per head, the highest per head sales on and online is in Norway. I guess it's always cold up there, so no one leaves the house. I don't know, but that's <laughs> I found that out when I was selling uh, layback. I was trying to get really strategic and only you know target the markets that we hadn't penetrated yet, but always starting at the top. Right. And and we what we did is what we call in, intuitional ads. So we would react to the comments 
on our page and on our products pages yeah. with videos. So when someone says, oh, they're full of it, there's a fan and they can't blow it up. And so we did a video inside with a guy blowing it up from far away so you could see there was no fan and just yeah. stuff like that. So we was reacting like that and we did intuitional videos. What do I want to see? What wouldn't I look at? What would I look at? And we only used our, our iPhones to, to film it. So it cost us nothing. We, had it, we filmed it and we were online in 15 minutes selling in 20. Right. And, and I think that's, that's really powerful if you're out there listening. It's like, you know, a lot of people want to do these produced ads. They want to hire an agency. The agency comes in and says, you have a meeting. They tell you what you sh they're going to make the video about. You agree to it. And then they make the video about it. When the whole time you have a video camera in your phone and you know the product better than anybody else, right? So. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's the funny thing is that these produced videos are for more like TV or people who are sitting there wanting to watch it or movie theaters where you have a captive audience. Well, you're on Facebook. You don't have a captive audience. Yeah. Period. So, so, you know, you better be doing something out there that's going to catch somebody's attention. And if you test an ad that you paid $20,000 for and it doesn't work, you just blew $20,000. Right. So why not test the Facebook ads, test it, boom, uh, the, the iPhone ads, test, 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 just over and over and over until you find one that hits and then you go with it. Right. And you know, the, the, you know, the one that hit the most, Hey Maxie, <laughs> good boy. The one that hit the most uh, is uh, just for the heck of it. We took a pistol, which was a blank pistol. Yeah. And we shot it. And we shot it. I just filmed it close with a gun and shot the, the, the label. The bag. Yeah. And it got like, I don't know, 3 million hits in a day or something ridiculous. And we did our, spiked our sales. It was wait, crazy. wait, did the bullet go through the bag? There was no bullet. It was a blank. Oh, okay. It was just <laughs> <laughs> but people are like, oh my gosh, you know. And then we came out with a product after that called Trust Bag, which is actually cut, stab, and um, uh, slash resistant. Okay. Through resistance. We did the same thing with the gun. It got 5 million hits. And then we got all these um, complainers that went online and filmed shooting it with an AR-15 or a 45 or a 9 millimeter saying it's not bulletproof. They're lying. And we're like, we never said it was bulletproof. We just shot at it with a blank. You know, it was like, <laughs> but we sold so many. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was crazy. And those were $140 each. That was really? a high price product for, fa for Facebook. And we did, I think we did 15 million in those. And we did 30 million with uh, Laybag. Wow. I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah. powerful. You know, like I'd heard a few years back, Elon Musk had, some New York Times writer had ripped, you know, the car for doing something. And he actually went in and looked at the data of the car. He's like, he never drove the car like that. You know, and yeah, it was, right. it had even spiked it up higher. So, I, I mean, I love the, the, just like the grassroots attacking of, you know, the comments and the haters on your board. That's cool. Um, well, and, and also reacting to it, like we knew we saw trends, people, you know, the one trend was like, oh, because when this, when the, when the, when the fakes started coming out, right, mm -hmm. they were breaking and they were ripping and the scenes were ripping and they were cutting cut on stones. And, and so people were complaining about that. So we took, we went from a balcony and threw like 10 or 15 bottles of, you know, beer and wine and everything into a courtyard, yeah. threw the layback on it and a guy jumped on it and it didn't break or cut or anything. Yeah. And, and so that's how we answered that. And that was one of our biggest videos as well. Like, what are these nuts doing? You know, because it just starts with the bottles flying into the scene breaking. Yeah. You know, on the ground. Yeah. Like wine bottles in red wine and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. How does this so, relate to the product? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is this? Well, you know, you're, you're going down through Facebook, you're scanning Facebook, and you have an ad on the right hand side that's with a video with bottles breaking. Like, what is that? I mean, it, yeah. it caught attention like one of the best ads we ever did. So when you're running these Facebook ads and you're doing these videos like that, are you doing, 
20 videos and one or two of them are sticking or you just kind of get lucky with, with the first one you put out? Uh, well, we got lucky for, for sure. You know, yeah. we got lucky for sure. We had professional product uh, um, uh, placement at first. That really went well, but the viral stuff really came when we started reacting. Yeah. So we were selling okay, but we had to, we started reacting with these, you know, these intuitional videos and it just went bomb, bomb, bomb from there. And it was a, it was a good three to four month life cycle. It was pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we were, we, we couldn't even keep up. Honestly, God, we couldn't keep up like with production, nothing. It was right. Right. You, 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 yeah. you overshot everything, right? Yeah. It just, just completely killed it. And it was, we said, keep going, keep going, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And it was cool. And then, and then of course I got to Japan. I, you know, I got some calls in Japan and we sold a bunch over there. We sold a bunch in Norway. We sold a bunch uh, in Germany, of course. Um, and in America. And then we got attacked, so to say, by Layback or by uh, Fat Boy, right? Yeah. Uh, Fat Boy, who owns a company called Lamzak, who says they're the original. Um, ours is a completely different bag. It's got six patents and all kinds of stuff. And still, because we were such a young team, I had nothing to do with the legal team or anything. I just did all the marketing, sort of like the, the, the B2B marketing and stuff. Um, they sued us in Germany. They, they, they sent a cease and desist. And the guys ignored it. They're like, what is this? We don't have to worry about it. And then, yeah. So we okay. lost the right to sell Laybag in Germany in the country where we had our office. Just for, yeah. not, just for not replying to this. Yeah. Just yeah. For, for yeah. No reply, huh? And it's funny because there's a guy out there named um, Trevor Chapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, uh, he's got the top five podcasts uh, of all genders in America, by the way. He's a great guy. And I met him at this entrepreneur retreat here in Croatia. And he had, he makes, you know, layback copy like kind of things. And he sued, he sued, um, uh, fat boy back saying that they have basically have, uh, sued on the premise that anything that holds air that you can sit on, they own the rights to. And he said, that's wrong. You can't do that. And he won. Great. I know. Isn't that great? I was like this little guy, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's good. Going back after him. I love that. <laughs> So cool. Um, hey, let's talk about product launches really quick, right? Okay, okay. so um, I'm an app developer. I develop apps. I'm actually coming out with an app in the next few weeks. Uh, we're getting Great. close to launching this thing. And uh, one of the things we want to do, obviously, is, is Facebook, Instagram. Um, and you work with a lot of companies. So where do you start with something like, like, like a person like me that's out there? As far as uh, ads go? Well, just maybe even like the product itself. I mean, we know we oh, have... Yeah, okay. Okay. We have a solid product. We have a market there. Um, you know, do we just go after Facebook and Instagram? Are there other things we could do? You know, how do you, how do you help people with that? Uh, I, mean, I first thing I always look at is, is relational capital. What relational capital can I, I can uh, can can I deploy? So, for instance, who do I know that is in a place of position that can multiply the viewers and the audience and exposure overnight massively? Mm-hmm. And that's one of my strengths when I do consulting. This was one of my strengths is I know a lot of people in these places that can actually do that. So I all have access to like all these, like I speak uh, on stage about e-commerce. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in, for instance, I'm in Morocco, uh, Casablanca in November to speak at the, at the Arab affiliate summit. So you have affiliates and super affiliates and yeah. they all have mailing lists. They have mailing lists of like a million people. You strike a deal with them, you're done. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so this is how, that's the first thing I do is, is work on the, on the relational uh, capital. And then, and then the second thing I do is see if I can get any B2B buys going in, um, you know, so if we can get corporations or retailers or whoever would need the product, wherever the product is. Right. And I, I, I go fishing for those right away. And then I go to the military 
So I go to the military uh, sort of a route as well, the government contracting and things like that, which is much more difficult and long. Right. Uh, but there are some flukes sometimes that you can just get in right away on somebody else's vendor uh, license or whatever, um, which I always suggest. I work with distributors and not necessarily directly with uh, the retailers and things because for to work directly with the retailer, you got to have a vendor license and it takes forever. Da, 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 so you just sell right to the uh, distributor and they take it in quicker and they have more avenues of approach. So distributor might be distri distributor for five retailers, okay. where if you're talking to a retailer, you only have them. Right. So there's a, there's a bunch of different ways to go about this. Um, the, the key thing is to stay on it. Right now, I got 15 clients uh, with with more than 25 products. Some of them have more than one SKU, um, and we're doing pretty good. Landing some product, and yeah, no tech product right at the moment. So no no apps or anything. But right. you know, for me, for me. A JV, a collaboration, or any kind of partnership is the way to go. Uh, right. like just, just exposure times a thousand. That's the first thing I always go for. Right. I like that relationship capital. I like that a lot. In fact, uh, yeah, I've pegged that. I've pegged that sort of saying. I've sort of made it up. Yeah. Because look, think, think, think about it. This is like this. People go networking, right? So yeah. they'll, they'll go to a, net, a networking event. Hi, I'm Tom. And they have this like you know stupid name tag on and. You know, always there. Here's my business card. This is what I do. Here's my elevator pitch. Blah blah blah. blah. And, and you're vomiting on each other, right? Yeah. And and you you want something from these people, but it's like going to the bank and saying, "Please, could I have some money?" And they're like, "You don't have a deposit here." So oh, okay. So you have to deposit into your relational capital first to gain the interest back, right. literal interest and interest, right? Yeah. So you go to these net networking events and you go with zero expectations of anything except for giving more then you receive. And I'll tell you what, people want to talk to you. You don't talk about yourself at all. You deflect back. You have your, what I call PPR from Dennis Smith, um, problem product resolution. When someone asks you what you do, you go, well, you know this problem? They go, yeah, well, I have a product and this is a solution. Wow, done. And then, you, and then you go back to then. And you become the person that everyone wants to talk to because you're not talking about yourself. You're listening. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I always... And I'm sure everybody out there hates networking, right? I always say, well, yeah. it's, it's got the word working in it. It means you have to work. Yeah, but at the exactly. same time, it's like there might be a room of 40 people and I might only meet six. And the, the guy I need to meet, I might never even know he's there, you know. So yeah. uh, it's, it's always been a problem how to, how to get around the room. But um, Well, it's because people are so focused on grabbing on that one person that, you know, sort of I, I literally, when I go to networking events, I sort of float. Yeah. You know, I, I, I learned from some a presidential candidate how to work a room, right? Yeah. So while he was running for president, my brother was his right-hand man helping him work the room. And I went and I watched how they did it. It was genius. And they met yeah. everybody. You know, they met everybody. So, yeah, it was, it was quite exciting. So How to work the room. That, now, that's, yeah. a, that's a topic I would like to see. Do you have, do you have any uh, talks about that? <laughs> uh, I do. I have some lives that I've done about that. I talk about, you know, dressing, uh, dressing to impress not to impress somebody, but to allow them to allow you in mm -hmm. so they can let you in. One second. Sissy. Yeah. So, to, you know, for the, for the person to say, oh, okay, he looks like someone I could talk to, and then they allow you in. You know, you can't go to, like, a disgruntled veteran T-shirt into a, you know, a, a opera. Because a, a lot of people say, look, I'm not going to change the way I dress for other people and yada, yada, yada. I'm an I'm a individual, and I'm authentic. And, and you're like, That's, it's not about you. <laughs> You know, right. it's not about you. <laughs> it's about them seeing you and allowing you to come into their circle. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the first thing I talked about. And the second one is, like I said, being selfless, deflecting, listening, and elevating them. So if I introduce you at an, at an event, I introduce you positively, and I show people, you know, how amazing you are. 
right? I don't talk about me. So, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The accomplished intro, just like I did at the beginning of the podcast, right? Yeah. Build yeah. you up and let you go. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's cool. Um, yeah, because the, the app we're launching is um, we're doing a golf app and, you know, we have some right. good connections. It's some human capital, as you say. But all the people that are coming at us right now are saying, um, we want to see some people actually using it and paying for the subscription kind of before we get involved with it. Right. So that's what we're running with now. And then we'll go out. So, um, but affiliate strategy is, is always a good one to use. Um, Huge. Huge. But for online products. It, but here's the thing, like, like for a guy like me, I don't know any affiliates. Is there a way to, that I could go out and build relationships with affiliates? Should I use somebody like you? What's the best way to go about something like that? Uh, you know, you can find affiliates online. There's agencies mm -hmm. that actually have, they'll do all the work for you. So they have like 15,000 affiliates who have millions of addresses. Yeah. And they'll do all the work for you. They'll write you one invoice every month and you, you take it from there. It's really hard to find a good one. Really, really hard. They all promise you the world. They all right. promise you the world. Yeah. Um, but I, I work directly with guys that I've met on stage and just kept contact with. So someone who talk, who calls me and says, Hey, can you help us out? I'm like, sure. And I just talk to them. If they're interested, I put you two together and it's up to you. Right. So I get basically you're paying for access to my, to my, to my net network, if you want to put it that way. Which is fine. I mean, you know, like yeah. a lot, I had a guy, they had a very successful subscription box of the month company and you know, he, and, and I was, he said, well, I talked to this guy today. I said, how'd the meeting go? And he goes, oh, well, they want us to pay, you know, all this money just so they can align us with the right affiliates. We're not doing that. We can build the relationship on our own. I was like, why would you waste your time doing something like that? <laughs> yeah. And good luck. You know how many people write these people? I mean, it's, it's, it's just like going to a retailer. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to write Walmart. Walmart's going to love this. Yes. Yeah. Then I'm going to listen to you. Then I'm going to hear you. Then I'm going to see your email, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I mean, these guys are, they're, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not... so you know I, people do pay me, of course, to bring them to the different retailers, the different uh, affiliates, and whatever. And basically, you pay me four months, and then I you have me for two years. So I take my money up front for two for four months, yeah. and then after that, two years you got me, and I'm fishing and, and you know pushing it out there and getting deals. And I mean, right now I have a deal because of the deals that I did in Norway. They're always asking me, "Hey, Steve, you got any more product?" Yeah, and it's awesome when you can sell an American product in Norway. Like, who does that? You know. <laughs> It's really so, cool. <laughs> so you charge an upfront fee and then do you also uh, do like a rev share or anything like that as well? I do, but not with the producer. I always do it with the guys that I work with. So if, for instance, if I'll go through an agency or I'll go through a distributor, they pay me. Okay. Because I, I want it to be a no-brainer for you. Like you, you go, oh man, I pay Steve one time and the rest is up to him. Like he takes care of everything else, fine, great. And I'll introduce you to the affiliates, I'll introduce you to the distributors, I'll introduce you to everybody. So you just do all the deals directly and I just sit there and sort of steer a little bit and give you advice. Excellent. It works well. It works. So I have some really amazing products and people out there, just incredible. And I have what else I have. And this is even probably more powerful is I have the top agency in America that does the most million dollar Kickstarter campaigns than anyone else uh, in, on the planet. Uh, the number one agency that spends more money on uh, YouTube than any other agency in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, another one who did the entire, from the very beginning, from the very beginning who did uh, GoPro marketing oh. and stuff, that guy. So these are all friends of mine who I met, you know, over the years. And I just call them up, hey man, what do you think? They're like, oh, we love it. Almost all my clients work with these guys now. So they'll do your Amazon for you. They'll do your Kickstarter for you. Uh, they'll make uh, proper 
viral marketing for you and virtually high, high, high end, especially the YouTube, uh, but you got to really be banking if you want to go to them. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. have to get the next level before we get to them. But. Yeah, that's uh, YouTube's bad. I mean, it's 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 really, really profitable, really profitable. But you got to be up there from an ads perspective. Yes, it's amazing. We, I would say YouTube is the best right now. Really, because ROI, ROI, it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. It's easy. You can uh, you can really uh, be strategic about it. It's not just an ad. It's the front ad, the middle ad, the end ad, uh, 30 seconds, a minute, uh, you know, that kind of, it's like, it, it's, it all depends how you pay, depending on how long, long someone watches and you can sort of split it up, put white space in there, all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty, you know, they keep changing the rules, but still as far as ROI goes, you can't beat it. Matter of fact, that agency doesn't even charge you. If they, if they take you as a client, they pay everything, including the ad spend. Really? And then they take a percentage and pay, yeah. Who does that? What do they take? A percentage of the product? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, so, that, so it's amazing. It's I know it's crazy. It's that's how good it works. That's how that's how good it works. And like I said, they're the number one agency in the world. They're the number one agency in the world. So they spend more money on YouTube than any other one. They're in the UK, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, what is so? What is your opinion then in in relation to kind of Facebook and Instagram? Because it seems like that those ads. Whereas they were good a while back, they're getting very expensive to run on the cost per clicks now. Well, nowadays you can't do it yourself. If you're doing it yourself, you're destined to lose money. You need to have an agency to take care of it. I have some of the top agencies in the world, obviously, because they speak on stage as well, mm -hmm. uh, right next to me. So I work with these guys as well. And um, um, they, do, they do great jobs. You know, they do great jobs at it. What you just got to know now. You just got to know now. What's, so. kind of the, what's kind of the initial... Uh, uh, investment people are doing to get get in with these agencies is it five hundred thousand dollars at last? Oh no 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 no! Like for instance, the ad agency, the one guy charges like twenty five hundred a month plus ad spend. What? They're not, yeah, to run your ads for you on your Facebook page. If you're a small company like like a one man show or something, I guess twenty five hundred a month, two thousand a month, whatever. If you're a large agency, of course, I mean, large company, it's, it's different because they have to do more work. Right. But they'll test. They do. They do the the split testing, four testing, six testing, eight testing, whatever. Right. Right. Um, you know, and that they kind of that, stuff. That's so, the same on uh, on the YouTube ad spend as well. Um, no, you need to be spending on ads at least. He said thirty thousand a month on ads. Okay. You have to be spending before they'll pick you up. Right. Yeah, because they have to see that it works. So all these ones that you see, like that, all these, you know, the ones you see on Facebook, every every channel you look at, this fitness guy who's standing there topless, I think it's Vince or something like that is his name. Yeah. That's one of their that's one of their clients. That guy does multi millions. Okay, so, so let me ask you. So is the way to start then um, kind of with the $2,500 guy, get the ads and get the spend up and, yes. then, go up and then go to the 30 guys, right? Yes, yes. If you, if you want. I mean, sometimes that's enough. I mean, it, it also depends on the strategy you want. If you have, let's say you have a, a, you have a flashlight and you want to sell a flashlight to Walmart. Right. I suggest, I suggest getting a bit, some kind of viral on, you know, on YouTube. Like I have celebrities that I know. So I was like, hey, can you? hold a video and do this and we'll pay you some of the proceeds or whatever. Yeah. Some, some not great celebrities, but you know, well-known enough. Uh, and then you get sort of a media buzz on that. And, and then when you go to pitch the buyers or you want to pitch, let's say for instance, target or something, you do a proximity ad a week before. Yeah. So the ad goes only to their, their address. And whenever they open their Facebook or their Instagram or Google, they see this ad for this product that you're going to be pitching next week. And then you walk in, they're like, Oh, I've seen this on, on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we want right there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit more strategic than, than most people do. Most people just throw up the ads and hope it sticks. I would not suggest doing it on your own. People say, oh, it's not bad. If you're getting 
uh, let's say you're, if you're paying $2 or more, $3 maybe is acceptable uh, per click, then it's, you're just you're wasting your time. Right. You know? Yeah, because yeah, our thing is, is especially with, with apps and even websites for that matter, it's, you know, it's getting somebody to, to install the app and then it's, yeah. and then beyond that, getting them to register for the app and then pay for the app. So, you know, whatever it ends up costing, it's, you know. Yep, that's, uh, that's all. Through the cycle takes a little bit more than it's. Yeah, not. of course. So, but I mean, I yeah. guess it's the same if you're just getting somebody to click on a, a Facebook ad to go to a web page to buy a layback, right? It's kind of the same idea. We did straight to buy. I mean, that they clicked and it was right on the page, like check out. You know, how many do you want? Check out. It was like just no frills, no videos, no webinars, nothing. <laughs> just straight on. And that, was that to your web page, or was that a, you could buy within Facebook? To our web page. To the web page, but just right to the buy page, like right to the buy page. With a picture of the product that you just chose yellow. If you want another one, choose this one and you know, that kind of stuff. Limited edition and buy one, get one free, you know, buy one now, give them the next one 50% off or whatever. Always had something, you know, upselling, of course. Because yeah, most, most people don't know there's only three ways to actually grow revenue in your company. And that's uh, uh, new clients, higher prices, and upselling or bundling, they call it. That's the only right. three ways to grow revenue. And funny enough, most companies only do one or two of them, unless you're a big company. But most of like companies like ours, little companies and stuff, medium size, they only do one or two. And that's why my business is called Immediate Impact consulting because I go into most businesses and within the first hour of speaking to you, I can find like a, co a company that does maybe 20, 30 grand a month. I'll yeah. find a hundred thousand. I'll find a hundred thousand in the first month over the next year. I'll find, you know, we, you know, minimum six figures. I'll usually find in, in, in almost every company that, that I go into within an hour, right. which automatically, which automatically pays for my consulting and they're happy. Yeah. So, and, and I, I literally, one of the things that I use is, are they doing, are they upselling, you know, bundles? Yeah. Have they written, have they written their past clients and tried to sell anything yet in a long time? Most forget about past clients and they're the easiest to sell to because you don't have to pay to market to them, right? You just yeah. send an email, right? And there's all these little things that are so simple uh, uh, that people just don't do. Yeah. You know, they just, just don't do it. They just focus on, you know, the things that they know. And most, and since I work with owner operators, right? They're usually strong in one area and not in another. Exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, that's a great, that's a great, you know, using, using the clients you already have, right? I have this guy, he's, he's a painter and he goes, I want to run Facebook ads and all this stuff. And what should I do? And I said, well, how long have you been in business? 15 years. You got emails? Oh yeah. I got a, I got emails of all my clients over and all your friends and family. Right. I said, why don't you email them and tell them, you know, you're looking, your jobs are filling up fast in the, in the winter time, you know, get on board now. He goes, okay. He never does it. A year yeah. goes by. He finally does it. He's like, I'm booked. I got to get a second crew now. I'm like, why'd you yeah. wait a year? Yeah. You, you had all these people. They, you know, they're, they're probably looking for painters and they're not thinking about you right now. Exactly. Exactly. And, and of course you can do a copycat audience as well on, uh, I mean, look like audience right. on Facebook as well, that kind of stuff. I mean, LinkedIn even, you can even download all the emails from LinkedIn. I mean, it's, just, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah. And that, that's actually important if you're listening, go on LinkedIn, you can get all the emails off of your LinkedIn. You can get them all off Facebook if, if people have done that as well. Yeah, so exactly. go out to all your people. The lookalike, yeah. I mean, I'm jealous of these guys that are like painters and plumbers and stuff because they can actually just go run an app by zip code, you know? Yeah. I can't run an app by zip code. I'm running a, no. an app, you know what I mean? I, I need as many people on this as possible, so. Yeah, and it's hard. I guess it's hard to 
zero in on your demographic too, isn't it? I mean, who is it? I mean, it's like, I guess you can range it down to men or women or I don't know what, but right. I don't know how you would well, do yeah. it. It's, yeah, the big app I did was called Shoe Swipe, which was, uh, it's exactly like the app Tender, but it's for shoe shopping. So you would just swipe through and look at shoes. <laughs> and, really? Uh, yeah, I, I did this in uh, 2014. Cool. I got 50,000 shoes on a feed from Zappos and I'm basically a Zappos affiliate. Right, right, right. So that one we could, you know, we're, we're just targeting women between a certain right. age range. Right, that's uh, easy, yeah. And then, a, and then a lookalike audience, it turns out um, the, the, the actual demographic of the women was actually a sub-demographic, sub which is weird. Um, and then, which is uh, what? Which is what? Uh, it was actually African-American women really loved that app for some reason. Wow. And, uh, and I it, heard, did you hear about that Kickstarter campaign where it was a shoe, like a, a pump? Yeah. And their main demographic was, was transgender? No. So, they did, so yeah, so they did a another Kickstarter campaign just for transgenders. And they killed it over yeah, we, a million. We, we would have never known, but we started looking at the Facebook profile. You have to look at you have to look at the demographics. Yeah. You have to look at demographics. I mean, there's it's ridiculous. Pe people do ads and poke and hope all day long, and then they wonder why they're not making any money, why they're losing money. I I did it too. I'm not you know don't don't get me wrong. I'm not the perfect guy. I blew money too. Oh, yeah. I, I know I know how to do this. I've done this a million times. Yeah, with an agency with my buddy. You know. Yeah. It's just little things that you do wrong. I mean, literally, there's a 19-year-old kid named Peter Sabo, and he lives in Slovakia. And, you know, he's got one of the largest agencies in Europe for Facebook. And he manages, like, BMW and Mercedes, their Facebook ads. This 19-year-old kid. He's yeah. got a crew of, like, 100, crew of like 100 people. And he came to Budapest. He's like, Steve, I got to teach you. I saw your, you know, your, your, your stuff. It's, you need some help. I'm like, all right, bring it on. And he came here, and we did one-take videos, four of them, just one-take me talking. I didn't say anything else. And we tested them. They all of them, every single one of them came in under two under two bucks. So I was like, "How did you do that?" He he wrote the script. I'm like, "Oh, he told you what to say, yeah, 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 yeah." But he also uh, wrote the titles, the ad titles, and yeah. like used emojis or whatever he used, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was like, "Wow, man, that's crazy." I never ran the ads, but it was it was just like a trip to see it, you know. Yeah. And within you pay the testing was like three hundred dollars in four days. Wow. Four different ads, four different videos. Yeah. 300 bucks all across all of them for different texts, 300 bucks, four days tested done. Yeah. That was it. No, just 300 bucks total. Yeah. Cause you're just looking at the trend and the conversion rate. That's all you're looking at is a trend and the conversion rate. And that's all you can, that's all you all, it's all you're looking at, you know, at yeah. first. And we apparently we, we targeted the right people. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just running some ads not long ago and um, on a new product that I was testing actually. I didn't even have a product. It was just a web. I made a quick little fake landing page and I was just actually seeing if people would click on the thing and get to the page. And, you know, once we got people to the page, then I was like, well, no one's clicking the buy button. So I, yeah. I should have done what you did and just send them right to the buy page. <laughs> yep, always right to the buy page. That's what we do. I mean, some, some people tell me, oh, no, you need, to, you need to womb and you need to tell them the story and stuff. I'm like, eh. You know, for me, I click through to the buy page. When I want to buy something, I see it, I want to buy it. I don't want to read about it. Okay, maybe I'll look at the, what's underneath right, it. Right. Or the first thing most people do is they go to Amazon. And they check, can I get there cheaper? What are the reviews? Like things like that, right? Yeah. That's why you better be on Amazon too. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, that's what we make sure as well that we're on Amazon. We have the agency, a couple agencies work with Amazon. Uh, I have an agency that will literally take your product from concept to on the shelf. Like I, I do the on shelf part, but they do online everything from in-house development, product development, uh, research and, you know, research and development. And then, uh, the first, uh, you know, 
test products and testing the market and testing the all they do everything and they're like i said they're, they're the ones who have that number one uh the most uh million dollar campaigns in kickstarter than any other jeez that's uh, crazy man well that is impressive um well i'm gonna wrap it up uh Great having you on the show today. How can people get in touch with you? I know we want to talk about another bunch of stuff, but man, we just rolled on this thing. <laughs> rolled with that one. I know. It's like, wow, okay. No, uh, that's cool. Like yeah, it's like awesome, it. awesome. Well, look, I love I love product placement. It's for me, it's a it's a no-brainer because of all the contacts I have, and it just it just makes it it's good to see someone who has a product who's starting out and then suddenly they get this order, you know, uh, for a good amount. And there's like, wow, I can't believe I sold my product to, you know, retailer X. So, um, but like I said, my main, main, main business is consulting. If you're in the States, if you're in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, at Bunker Labs event on the 20th, I'm in Orlando, Florida on the 22, 3 and 24, speaking at both events. Okay. I'm at Clever, I'm at Clever Talks. Uh, I think Joe Rogan's going to be there and uh, Jocko Village, the Navy SEAL who wrote Extreme uh, Ownership. That's in uh, October uh, 11th, 12th, speaking in Morocco again, like I said, if you're around any of those events, give me a holler or my, my website, simple, Stephen with a V dash K U H N.com simple and everything else on there. All the events are on there. All the dates are on there. Contact is on there. You can get a hold of me. You want your product hooked up, brought into the, the retailers or, you know, work with the work with eight agencies. Let me know. Or if you need to turn your business around, turn your business around. And you're on, uh, you're saying earlier that you're doing all these Facebook lives. Uh, yep. I've youtube as well so all all good contact place to follow you there as well yep stephen coon official is my page and i have for instance tonight in my private i have a, i have what's called the fast lane revenue coaching club it's a it's a monthly uh subscription club where you can join and we help you with my partner jack and some other guest uh, entrepreneurs who are well seasoned all over like 50 60 years old who really have experience uh real world experience and we turn your companies around within days uh, in this coaching club. Then I have Thursday nights at 1300, sorry, 1 p.m. East Coast. Uh, wow. I have a live revenue crisis, a 30 minute live revenue crisis show on my, on my Facebook page as well. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's, sorry to keep you going, but what's with that coaching group? Uh, how many people are in it? Is it one-on-one? -on -one? Is it a group? How much does it cost? When does it start? It's, gr it's, it's group coaching. It's group coaching. It's 195 a month. Uh -huh. Um, the, 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 the what you get is just ridiculous and we can only charge that price because it's uh, a group, it's group coaching. Um, and it's, everyone has a one-on-one -on -one with my, either myself or my partner or both of us, depending yeah. on how much you need. Uh, and we just, we make sure that we see, we want to create legends and we've brought people to a home shopping, a home shopping network. We've brought uh, people. One, one of our guys was a, uh, was doing training and now he's a host on ESPN radio show. You know, this is what we do with our contacts. We have most of our people who have written books and they're all bestsellers now because we also have a program to make you a bestseller. Um, you know, it's all, everything's possible. So there's, it's, and again, it's all relational capital. It's all relational yeah, capital. I was going to say, what, was it human capital? It's relationship capital. Relational yeah. capital. Yeah. Relational. Yeah, it's just a word that I pinged. That's all. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that term. And uh, I love that you're out there helping people and doing it. And uh I appreciate you being on the show today, and I know that you provided a lot of value. And uh, thanks awesome. for coming up. Awesome. I really appreciate it, and uh, maybe you'll be on my show one day. I hope so. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take care. Right. Thanks.